lovers in the air Everywhere I look around Lovers in the air Every sight and every sound And I don't know if I'm being foolish Good morning and welcome Happy Valentine's Day Yes, the the day of love Another one of those uh, retail events, uh, and I, wow, I just, uh, yeah, Ramon's all over it, love is in the air, uh, it's the day where all of a sudden flowers triple in price and restaurants jack up all their prices, uh, so you can let your significant other know that you love them. Happy Valentine Valentine's Day to all of you, uh, especially to my wife. Who, by the way, yeah, we really don't do it. I know. We, uh, we, it's, it's so, you know what makes it the best is, first of all, yeah, obviously there's something defective with my wife. She is a broken woman because she married me and she's been married to me. I mean, we're coming up on 19 years. So uh, there's a flaw there. But the best part is we view this in most of the holidays. Very, very similar, which is, yeah, don't waste the money. And and I know for all of you that's not the case, right? <laughs> for a lot of you that that isn't the case. And and I know for some, it's, you know, they get excited about it, right? They're they're happy to do it, and they want to show their love and, and admiration for their significant other. That's just not me. And thankfully it's not my wife, so that way I don't even have to fake it. Uh, for those of you that do... I, my heart goes out to you. Other than that, 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Wealth insurance, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. And you probably wish you had called yesterday. Uh, gold's up $20, $20 right now, 1347 uh, Silver, sixteen $16.75. We got a huge show lined up for you. The website, which we're back, we're working allamericangold.com. You can order online. You can join the medals program, or at least learn about the medals program. Uh, hard assets, IRAs, all that stuff's out there. The podcast, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the the YouTubes. We got it all, and most importantly, the news to keep you all comfortably disturbed at allamericangold.com. A lot of ground we're going to talk about. We had inflation data out today. We had retail sales data out today. And just remember, I've been telling you all along what it's going to be. And today was one of those days where I started seeing it. People starting to talk about stagflation. We'll get to all of that uh, before we do, though, i got to give a shout-out to both of my sons. You know, it's always good. You know, we're in this new era where, and I don't know how new it is, but at least in in my generation where, you know, we've had kids. We like to brag about our kids. Like, my parents never bragged about us. They just didn't. <laughs> now, mainly because, at least when it came to me, there wasn't that much to brag about. Uh, but but we do like to brag about our kids. Uh, we had the season-ending uh, basketball banquet last night for my son's high school. Uh, my older son, uh, senior, 
four-year varsity letter winner. Uh, by the way, he got an award for that because it was the first time uh, in over a decade at his school where somebody uh, was a four-year varsity basketball player. Uh, and then my younger son is on the freshman team there. They both won the, they call it the Play Like a Champion Award, and they both won it. So my son won it, my older son won it for the varsity, my younger son won it for the freshman. I thought that was pretty cool. So uh, kudos to my wife. Again, I really probably had very little to do with any of that, uh, but uh, there it was. So congratulations to both of my boys. Uh, they're, they're good kids. They work hard, and they're actually leaving. Sarah's taking both of my kids. Uh, my my older son, as you know, he's going to be playing football in college. And because of basketball season, he wasn't able uh, to go on his official visit. Uh, he is going, they're leaving Thursday. So Thursday afternoon, they're flying to Chicago. Uh, he is attending, he's going to be attending college up there to play football. Uh, and he's going to finally take his official visit there. And it's interesting because he, he canceled all of his other ones. He was supposed to go on three of them, uh, canceled the rest. I think he's he's zeroed in, uh, and it's an exciting time for him. And uh, so I'll be all alone Thursday, Friday through the weekend, and uh, that'll probably put me in a really, really grumpy mood. So if I sound a little grumpy on Friday or Monday, uh, you'll all know why. Uh, getting to the news, so we got a lot of on huge data on inflation and retail sales uh, that have really been driving the gold and silver market. And, and of course, I just like, gold's not doing its job! You know, right? Come on. As I told you yesterday, uh, from guys that don't even know what gold's supposed to do, uh, gold, not only is it doing its job, wait till you see what kind of job it does. Uh, we are about 10... 10 or $15 away from uh, highs that we haven't seen in several years. We are about $30, $30 $35 away from highs we haven't seen in over five years, uh, and it's going to go a lot, lot higher than that. Uh, but before we, we talk about that, I do want to uh, bring up something I thought was very, very interesting. Mick Mulvaney, he is the... Uh, I guess the budget guy for the Trump White House, for lack of a uh, better term, the budget director, he actually admitted yesterday that there was, if he was still, uh, he was a member of the House, if he was still in Congress, he said that there, <laughs> there was no chance that he would have actually voted for the two-year budget extension that blows up the deficits and, and of course, has everybody on edge. But we're going to tell you why the markets are doing what they're doing and what that means for gold. So the big the big news of the day, two different reports. One having to do with the consumer and retail sales. But uh, just we'll talk about that one next, but it was ugly. Really ugly. The other also really having to do with the consumer and that was consumer prices right so remember i've been telling you you know you know just the the common sense 
of what is coming. You know, it's not deflation, and it's not hyperinflation. You know, I'm telling you, I I just see this stagflation where everything's going to cost more, and you don't have the money to pay for it. And today, uh, those reports, at least for today, ring awfully true. U.S. prices, U.S. consumer prices rose considerably more than expected in January, fueling the fears that inflation is about to turn dangerously higher. Consumer prices rose five-tenths of a percent. Now, that's a huge number. Uh, you know, if you did that every month, which I don't think we're going to do. I mean, I, I don't. I hope not. But but then you'd be looking at a an inflation number of six percent on an annualized rate. The projection was for a three tenths rise. Uh, this was data out of the later the labor department, excluding the volatile food and energy prices. The index was up three-tenths, right? And so uh, that is uh, one of the things like the Federal Reserve, like they don't care about food or energy, you know, because they, you know, who cares if that's what you really need to live on? Uh, But they look at that one up three-tenths. They were only expecting two-tenths. Price pressures were everywhere. Uh, Gasoline, shelter, clothing, medical care, food. (laughs) I mean, it didn't miss anything. Uh, the uh, the highest reading uh, going back for well, boy a long time now so uh, several years faster economic growth over the most of the past year has tightened labor and product materials that's the spin right oh no we've had this great growth in three percent and yeah and all that um, sounded good it did until the retail sales number came out. U.S. retail sales unexpectedly fell in January, but there was a bigger piece to this. We'll we'll get to that in a second. It was the biggest drop in retail sales in almost a year, and it was actually, if you didn't go back and adjust December's number, it was the biggest drop in retail sales in years. Uh, but they went back to December and said December was up four tenths. That was the original print for the holiday season, up four tenths. They took it down to zero, which even shocked me. Right? You talk about all the debt we went into in December, right? In November and December, I mean, we're gorged on. Matter of fact, household debt hit a new all-time record high. That came out yesterday. December was knocked down to zero, and then January's number came in at negative three-tenths. So if December had stayed where it was, it would have been a seven-tenths of a percent decline. Economists had been expecting retail sales to climb by two-tenths of a percent. Retails in... uh, Uh, excluding automobiles, gasoline, building materials, and food services, retail sales were unchanged. Uh, After being uh, downwardly revised to a two-tenths of a percent drop in December, Uh, so I don't know, it kind of feels like now we're going to get a negative revision uh, to fourth quarter GDP, 
because this was what we had the big trade deficit number uh, that's going to drag down the number. Now retail sales got a big whack out of it as well. Uh, sales at building material stores. Now, the without a doubt, Home Depot has been one of the the stalwarts of the retail sales, fell by 2.4%, the largest decline since April of 2016. Automobile sales fell 1.3% in January, fell a revised one-tenth of a percent in, in December as well. So again, all of these higher rates starting to come home to roost, and now you have the stagflation talk uh, hitting the marketplace. Uh, we've got gold. Gold's up now $20 on the news. The dollar uh, getting taken out to the woodshed this morning. Uh, let's just look in. Quick look here at the dollar. It's been falling all morning. Down 40 basis points. 89.34. Uh, it's been down as much as 50 basis points. So we're seeing the dollar again getting back going to test those lows in the 88s. I think we're going to see, again, this is a a really big problem now. So we've got the 10-year note. I saw it hit 289 this morning. Uh, People talking about how many rate hikes are we going to get. Some people thought we were only going to get two. Some people said three. Others are now saying four. If we have half of a percent inflation, we're going to get four hikes. Four. Could you imagine? That's going to put the 10-year note at, what, 4%? We'll go in one year from 2% to 4%. That would add $400 billion to the debt on top of all the, the what, the 600 extra billion that they plopped on it. I mean, it's going to be incredible. No word yet. I haven't seen any comments yet out of the Federal Reserve. So uh, I'm sure the markets are going to want to see what they're going to do. Uh, but but retail sales, here's the, here's the news of the day. Retail sales were down and down significantly. Right? They took December, said four-tenths of our increase went to zero. December sales fell three-tenths. Automobile sales falling. Right, uh, building material stores. That's your Home Depot. That's your Lowe's. Uh, mortgage applications came out today, down another four uh, percent as rates continued to rise. I thought I saw the thirty-year fix up to four and a half percent. I mean, could you imagine what uh, if five and a half by the end of the year? Maybe six by the end of the year. Uh, the effect that that is going to have on all of the markets out there. I think the the Wall Street right now, we've got higher rates. Uh, the 10-year note at 2881 at this exact moment. The dollar we just talked about, which is going and, and getting ready to test the lows of the year. And listen, we're heading much lower. You know, I, I, I thought at the beginning of January we're going to get to 84 or 85. We may get to 80 before the end of the year. I think we're going to see uh, price gold prices, and I've been saying this since the beginning of the year, somewhere between 1450 and 1550 
if these numbers keep up, and I don't know that they will, right? I don't have a crystal ball. Here's what I do know, right? The American consumer has record debt levels. That we know. Matter of fact, just came out yesterday that we've broken the record that we set the previous month. Every month we break the record again. All of those payments are now getting more expensive and significantly more expensive. And now we're starting to see the consumer, at least in December and now in January, start to buckle. Right? They're starting to buckle. I mean, this was supposed to be, I mean, think about it. We had the tax cut, right? Everyone was getting the check. Well, again, if you want to believe the mainstream, everyone's getting their check and a bonus and this and that. Wages are rising at the fastest pace, right? Remember that? Sales fell. And they fell really hard. And inflation picked up. So really, when you think about it, if inflation was up half of a percent, you would think that if you just bought the same amount of stuff, right? Hey, I'm going to buy the same exact amount of stuff. That sales would have been up at least half a percent because inflation went up half a percent. We didn't get that. Right? What we got was inflation went up half of a percent. Retail sales fell three-tenths of a percent. Right, and that's that that's that stagflation that I've been warning about. And my fear is when the Federal Reserve meets again in early March, they're going to raise rates again. I, I don't know that I don't see how they can. Which is going to drive the dollar lower, it's going to drive the ten year note and all of the bonds higher, right? The yields will be higher, it actually makes the bonds lower, right? hurting everybody that was in bonds. Think about all the, the debt from these corporations. Raising all of the minimum payments and, and will put continued pressure on the consumer. And I don't know, uh, I mean, you can't, wages aren't, you're not going to get half of a percent a month in wages. Now, again, is it going to continue? Here's what I, in the short term, this is absolutely going to continue. There's not a doubt in my mind, this is going to continue in the short term. We are going to see 2018 is going to be a the year where, you know, things are going to adjust the other way. Right? And that's just how things work. And I don't need to have gone to Harvard or MIT or have a Ph.D. in economics to understand it. Right? Inflation, remember, well, I don't even know how many years now they've said, oh, it's below our target, it's below the target, and we can't get 2%. What do you think is going to happen when it finally comes? Well, you think it's just going to get to 2 and stop? This is what those morons think is going to happen, right? <laughs> That's what they want to believe. That's not what happens. It's going to go to 2% and then keep on going, right? At 3 4 5 and then eventually, a couple, three years from now, it may start to come back down, but that's just how it works. 
It always overshoots. Should it have been below 2% for 8, 9, 10 years? Of course not. But remember, why was it? And the answer was really simple. They were manipulating it. They were hiding it. They were, you know, you can't say they were lying about it, but that's really essentially, in its simplest terms, what they wanted you to believe. They wanted you to believe the lie about what was real. And how they did it was by manipulating the price of debt. And for those of you that still haven't figured it out, here's all you need to know. Rates are rising, it's killing car sales, it's killing home sales, it's killing all of the debt that all the consumers already have, and now retail sales are starting to buckle. And and are we going to get this 3% GDP? Now I'm worried. I'll be honest, the, the number today caught me off guard. I knew inflation would be a little hotter. I thought retail sales was going to hang in there, and it didn't. And and really, probably the more important number really wasn't the January number. It was what they did to December. Right? They went to December, and they clobbered it and said, you know what? didn't happen. We had that big gain in November. We got nothing in December, and then January got worse. And now you're stuck with a market that really doesn't know what to do. And people starting to talk about, is stagflation here? Is stagflation coming? I I can tell you right now, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. As all of these debt prices get reset to what should have been. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. A daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. When the famous French commentator Alexis de Tocqueville traveled the United States in the mid-19th century, he recognized that respect for marriage is very American. He wrote, There is certainly no country in the world where the tie of marriage is more respected than in America. Today is Valentine's Day, always one of my favorite days. Valentine's Day used to be in ideological and emotional sync with an old popular song. Love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. It's an institute you can't disparage, love and marriage. Now what's happened to American society? Have changing morals and fashions and laws now made marriage as out of date as a horse and carriage? There are many reasons for these changes, but at the top of the list are the actions of government, specifically changes in the laws, in supremacist judges' court decisions, in the spending of taxpayers' money, in the incentives and disincentives in the income tax code, and in the attack on parents' rights by the family courts and the public schools. All those anti-marriage actions by government started about 1970. Among government actions hostile to marriage are the laws allowing unilateral divorce, welfare spending, and changes in the income tax system that advantage illegitimacy and made fathers and husbands unnecessary to the family's economic well-being. 
It isn't only welfare families who are hurt by government policies. The federal income tax burden falls most heavily on two-parent families with children. When I was having my babies, the average couple with two children paid only about 2% of its annual income in federal income taxes. But by the 1970s, that figure had risen to about 24%. Marriage is absolutely necessary for a stable society and for the raising and welfare of the next generation. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up twenty thirteen forty seven, and it's got a long way to go. Uh, U.S. twenty dollar liberties. I've got them on special thirteen eighty five. So they're what thirty eight dollars over spot thirteen eighty five. By the way, uh, that's a very key number. That would put gold at the highest price. Uh, since 2013 and once that is taken out uh, you're going to see at least I think we're going to see gold off to the races Uh, U.S. $20 liberties $1,385 if you buy 10 or more we throw in the shipping today 800-951-0592 this is just out from Bloomberg It appears that U.S. corporations are spending their hard-earned tax reform cash on buybacks. Now, remember, uh, I think it was Monday that we talked about how buybacks was the second highest level ever. Well, there's an update. According to Bloomberg is reporting that Goldman Sachs, the unit that executes share buybacks for clients. Okay, so this is how big it is. Goldman has their own little unit that all they do is help companies buy their own shares back. Had its busiest week ever. Of course, that didn't stop the stock market from losing ground. Last week, Goldman's corporate trading desk saw a five and a half time that's a 450% increase in its daily volume. They said that the cash heavy firms spent up for their own stocks and uh, the, the now reaching according to Goldman the highest corporate buying that they have ever seen. According to Goldman, actually, I'm sorry, uh, Miller Tabak reported on the Goldman report, the only buyers last week were corporations. Whenever we have fo- we have forced selling that takes place, the buyers disappears, and the sellers have to sell no matter what, and corporate buybacks aren't going to be enough. 
one of the things they talked about was the price for borrowing the money to buy back the shares uh, becoming less and less attractive. But it's just something important to note. right? We actually need business not to do that. right? We actually need them to what? Hire people. We need them to build stuff. We don't need them uh, buying back their own shares. But apparently the buyback pace has picked up. Uh, according to Goldman Sachs, the busiest week ever. Last week, uh, according to Bloomberg, uh, Goldman Sachs had the largest or busiest week ever in, in history of corporations buying back their own stock. Uh, that doesn't bode so well. Again, I think that plays into the stagflation thing. How about this one? So yesterday we learned that China had appointed uh, J.P. Morgan Chase as its clearing house for contracts traded in Japanese yuan. Right. So here's what we learned yesterday: they're not stopping at oil. Right. The Japan or Japan, China is going to start trading all contracts, right? Soybeans and and natural gas and gold and silver, and, and they're going to clear in their own currency, which means that nations now are going to start adding that to their reserves. And you think about how important that is, because when people, when they announce reserves, and I know this is kind of a hard thing for people to understand, but a country's reserves, uh, that's what they're, you know, they use that to buy things on the market. They don't hold it in cash. Just like big corporations. You think Apple has, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars in cash and banks? No. Because they know if the bank goes under, hey, I'm not going to get any money. <laughs> they hold it in bonds. A lot of it's short-term, but that's where they hold it. So at the time when the United States needs to sell more debt than ever, and it's seemingly like every day the number gets worse. Now China's coming to the table saying, hey, you know what? You, why don't you get rid of some of that U.S. bonds you're holding in your reserves and add ours? Because really there's nowhere to go. I mean... You got a little bit, a tiny fraction in in, in Chinese or Japanese yen, a tiny bit in the pound sterling. Then you've got the euro, which the euro doesn't even make up twenty percent of reserves. The biggest piece of the reserves is in U.S. dollars, and so now you've got more pressure on these bond markets. I mean, I, I really think we could see yields. Really, spy. if these if these CPI numbers don't come back, we could see real spikes and real damage uh, in these bond markets. And then this this happened this morning. Russia's financial institutions are prepared to survive without access to SWIFT, and SWIFT is the what that that abbreviation. Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication. That's a fancy way of saying, hey, that's where we process all of these trades. 
and it's a dollar-based interbank payment network. That's the key, dollar-based. Now the Russians said, you know what? We're ready to do without it. Again, setting up for, and they've already got it in place, they have another clearinghouse in place that will clear trades, if you will, in the in in the Chinese currency, and the Russians announced today uh, that they are prepared potentially to leave uh, the the SWIFT system altogether, which again I think perpetuates. And you got I know everything's moving so fast, right? This is like lightning pace, but you have to remember that if this happens, and I don't know that it will or won't, but they're talking about it, and you know what happens. Once you start talking about it, eventually what are you doing? You're letting the world know, hey, this is where we're headed. right? Where I'm telegraphing to you that we're going to leave uh, the SWIFT system, where right now SWIFT clears over 90% of all trades. All transactions, and this is like Visa, Mastercards, and all that. So all that stuff goes in there. Patriot Radio News Hour: The dollar's under attack. We just didn't know it. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up twenty dollars and fifty cents. Thirteen hundred forty-eight dollars and fifty cents. Uh, silver's up over 25 cents now, $16.78. Uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles are now at 400 uh, So it's at $3.22 over spot. Uh, if you want to buy it by the case, uh, you take that down to, to a little, what, uh, $2.98 over right now. Cases of U.S. Silver Eagles, 9875 at 800 Nine five one zero five nine two U.S. twenty dollar liberties thirteen hundred and eighty five dollars. If you buy ten or more, we're gonna throw in the shipping. Uh, just checked into the bond market. Uh, it is now two point eight nine three. Two point eight nine three. Uh, as we continue to watch after the inflation data, and really we had the double whammy today, right, which was we got the higher inflation that, that has been bothering the market, and really what we're getting is a repricing of debt. You have to understand that. But what we got on top of it was the real, a real look at the consumer and how much damage has been done uh, as this debt repricing has, has happened. And remember, I've been telling you what's going to happen. Right, the minimum payments on the credit cards go up, right? All of the debt we have record. Matter of fact, uh, what was the new number? I had it bookmarked here. Public debt surged again. Uh, was up a what was it here? Another hundred and seventy-five billion dollars in one day for the U.S. government. Remember the other day, and I didn't even talk about it because I knew it was just, you know, it wasn't real news. Oh, the budget, the government ran a budget surplus for the month of January despite the tax cuts. No, it didn't. Because of where they were with the budget, they they, they couldn't uh, move the number. They had already gotten to the number, and they were doing some emergency action. 
the U.S. debt increased by $175 billion from February 8th to February 9th. Uh, so the February debt numbers are going to be even bigger. Uh, then you look at debts. That was the public debt for the government. Then you look at the debt held by the the consumer household debt rose by $572 billion and ended 2017 at all-time record highs. Uh, and how it broke down uh, was pretty interesting. There was $8.8 trillion in mortgage debt, okay? $444 billion in home equity lines of credit, which, by the way, the tax law was not friendly to people that have those lines of credit. Student loan debt up $68 billion to $1.38 trillion. Was up, uh, that was for the year. It was up $21 billion for the quarter, $68 billion for the year. Auto loan debt up $64 billion for the year. $1.22 trillion. Uh, credit card debt, wow, was up $55 billion. Up $26 billion just in the last quarter. So credit card debt rose almost as fast as auto loan debt and almost as fast as student loan debt. Right, student loan debt up sixty-eight billion, auto loan debt up sixty-four billion, credit card debt up fifty-five billion, total debt now up five hundred and seventy-two billion for the year, thirteen point one five trillion dollars, a new all-time record high for the consumer, and now and and really when you think about it, right, that's exactly what they wanted. Right, they brought interest rates down to zero. They wanted us to gorge ourselves in debt. Right, that was that was how they were going to get the economy going. Right, that's their playbook. We're going to misprice the debt so you'll take out more of it because the minimum payments will go down and you'll feel better about carrying higher levels. And now that the levels have hit all-time record high, bam! <laughs> uh, no, let's go the other way now. And, and so we're, we're just stuck in this vicious, vicious cycle. Uh, I, it's, not, it's definitely not on accident. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how all of this plays out. Uh, but U.S. household debt all-time record highs. The scary part was the huge jump in credit cards. All of those payments, those minimum payments rising, uh, I'm almost certain now, well, we'll see, but it looks like another a, a March rate hike for sure. I think we're going to get three. We could easily get four rate hikes this year, uh, driving the, the minimum payments on all of those de- types of debts even higher still, uh, and taking away any type of raise you got is going to be mitigated uh, by the increase in payments on the debt levels. 
already starting to have an effect on the housing and automobile market. Uh, mortgage applications down another 4%, and that's a weekly number. They've been falling 3 and 4% every single week for the last six weeks. Uh, and then today, uh, retail sales number came out. Automobile sales uh, were down 1.3% in the month of January. Uh, and all of those payments are just going to get more expensive as time goes on. Had a big jump in the consumer price index. And the thing about it was everything. Food, gas, medical, shelter, automobiles, you name insurance. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on this Valentine's Day. Final segment, uh, by the way, and I told you this was going to happen. The Atlanta Fed, remember there, oh, Atlanta Fed GDP 5.4. Huge slashing uh, first quarter GDP, but that's just how that works. As we get closer to the number, uh, the Atlanta Fed's number is going to be falling significantly. Retail sales today uh, down in January, down in re- big revision to December as well. Uh, has everybody on edge. Uh, CPI now officially over 2%, 2.1. I'm not a lot over, uh, but now people are starting to to uh, get that inflation fear again. The Dow, which started out down, you know, 100 and plus points, came all the way back and, and was in, you know, was up almost 100 points, uh, now falling again, now back down again. Uh, as the 10-year note now approaches 2.9, the dollar, I just checked, the dollar now matching its lowest levels of the day at 89.23, down 53 basis points uh, as the, you know, again, the consumer appears to be in a little more trouble than they thought, and and now the inflation metrics seeming to be coming in hotter than expected, uh, putting the Federal Reserve in an awfully tight spot, and it's kind of that vicious cycle, right? <laughs> right? If we don't raise, right, is it going to get even worse? If we do raise, it just makes all the debts uh, even more impossible to pay. Uh, I think gold is going to be in the sweet spot. U.S. $20 liberties, uh, $13.85. You buy 10 or more, we're going to throw in the shipping uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, they're at $400 today, 800-951-0592. That is our, our toll-free number. Uh, let me just check rates again here. Yeah, 2893, 2893 on, on the 10-year note. We'll be watching 29. If 29 falls, uh, looks like we're going to set ourselves up to go right up to that 3% number. Uh, and then once we cross that, and again, if we get four rate hikes, 10-year note at four? And, and and what happens then to all of this? It's hard to imagine uh, what, what, what could be a good outcome. It really is. I don't know uh, unless inflation really comes off. Uh, we, we've got ourselves in a really, it's a bad spot to be in, but this is what's going to be expected. Listen, it, it can't stay that way forever. Right? We were living in make-believe. And let's face it, a 10-year note at three, that's not real. Come on. Not when you got $21 trillion in debt. 
We're going to add almost $2 trillion to the number. Think about it. Before the, by the end of May, the debt's going to be $21 trillion. By the end of the year, right, we're going to be approaching, what, $22 trillion. By the end of next year, we're going to be somewhere around $24 trillion. And that's, and I listen, and that's me assuming rates don't run away. Right? If rates go above, you know, 3.5%, then that changes everything. And if they go to 4, that means the number goes higher. If it goes to 5, it goes higher again. 800-951-0592. You believe me yet? It's coming. I hope you're ready for it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll talk again tomorrow. This was a paid program and was provided for information.